0: Welcome to the Axial Spondylarthritis Podcast, hosted by me, Jason Sacco. I'm a long-time spondy looking to bring the community closer, to give the community a voice. I'll be reaching out to organizations, doctors, nutritionists, and anyone that I think can help increase our spondy quality of life. Enjoy and learn what is available to make your life better. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the Axial Spondarthritis Podcast. Hope everyone has had a wonderful week. So this week, I want to talk about, so what do you do after you get your rheumatology appointment? What do you do after you get that diagnosis? And it came across this article in myspondylitisteam.com website that we're going to review. But first... I want to make sure stay till the end of this episode. One of the things we're going to talk about in this episode is exercise, and I'm going to bring to you another, what I think is really good short video from Alexander Levine uh, and his fitness routines that I pulled off of YouTube. Again, Alex was on a couple of episodes with me, you know, over the last few months. And I really want to start bringing different episodes that I think are going to be of good value to you. So stay tuned. It'll be at the end that I talk about it, and you'll see a link to it in the show notes. So ultimately, what do you do after you get a diagnosis? This particular article focuses mostly on what happens if you have non-radiographic axial arthritis, but in reviewing it, it, really, it applies to all of us and what we do after that rheumatologist appointment. So as you lead up to your rheumatologist appointment, if you don't have a diagnosis, you may have been researching Axial spondyloarthritis online, ankylosing spondylitis. Do I have this symptom? I've checked out these forums on Facebook. I've talked with people. I'm certain I've got this. I, I'm really certain I've got this. And so you go into your rheumatologist appointment. First, I want to talk about mindset. And what I mean by that is a lot of people come to this and think right off the bat, I have ankylosing spondylitis. If you do not have a diagnosis yet, when you approach this condition, Approach it using the terminology axial arthritis. It's so important to cast the widest net. You may have some of the symptoms of ankylosing spondylitis, but you may not have them all. You might have something that's a little bit different. You might not have fusing. Remember, there's non-radiographic axial arthritis, and that can be pretty much all the pain and all of the other items associated without the visible fusing. So that's why it's so important to cast that widest net when you're trying to get a diagnosis and use the term axial spondyloarthritis. That way you opening up widest path. Yes, your doctor should pick it up. Yes, your doctor should know. But what happens is if you go in focused on this and it ends up being something else, whether it be non-radiographic, whether it be fibro, whatever, if it's not that particular item, that can set you up for a mental feeling like you're failing. I've checked all these boxes. It's got to be this. And it sets you up for a collision path on maybe not being open to trying other things, listening to other things accepting that it might be something different than what you think originally it seemed to be. So again, go in with the widest net possible and then you and your doctor can work to narrow it down which part of axial spondyloarthritis that you have so that you can, again, develop that ever so important treatment plan to get your quality of life to the best that it can be. So some of the key takeaways from this article was, and again, they talk about non-radiographic in this, and to say that a diagnosis... Of non-radiographic axial spondyloarthritis, it can raise a lot of questions about treatment, healthcare costs, managing symptoms, and your mental well-being. Whether or not you should use a biologic if it's recommended, and then some financial resources that may be available to help you out depending on the country that you're in. So ultimately, as the article goes on to say, a new diagnosis may have you wondering what happens after that initial rheumatology appointment. So they go on to say, as you get started on treatment. There's going to be a lot of questions they are going to revolve around costs, whether you should take this kind of medicine or that kind of medicine. What type of communication will you have with your healthcare team, which could be your doctor, your primary care, a pain doctor if needed. All of that ties into it. What type of physical therapy might you do, if any? Will you do any exercise? Hopefully that's a yes, and that's why I told you to stay tuned at the end of the episode. And then last, but certainly not least, is the physical emotional and psychological impacts that this disease can have on you. They all come into play at different stages, different ways, and affect us all differently. And it can be sometimes the emotional and psychological can be harder to deal with at times than the actual pain from the condition, you know, the axial arthritis. So all of those tie in and lead us to different places in our oh, journey with this to see how we're going to best handle it. So, How do you get started with new treatment? Well, once you get that diagnosis, your doctor is going to say, you know, look, we want to start you on NSAIDs or a plan of NSAIDs or some other type of medication, or maybe you've been trying NSAIDs leading up to it and they haven't worked and the doctor talks to you about a biologic. All these type of medications can and and at some point probably will come into play for you. You also will want to do your own things like looking at diet. Now, some people may be able to control their AS to a degree with diet. I don't think it's a large percentage. I think people that do it strictly by diet are tend to be the outliers. They're the outliers like the opposite person that they've tried every biologic and none of them work. Those are the two ends of the spectrum. They're small percentages of folks. And you know I feel that most of us are probably going to fall in that center where some combination of exercise, diet, and medication are going to lead all of us to a better quality of life as you move through these, you're gonna develop your treatment plan with your doctor. So, and this goes on for any medication, not just biologics, it's, it's any medication. It's key to understanding with your doctor why they're recommending it, what are the possible benefits, what are the possible drawbacks, and what he or she wants you to keep an eye out for and talk with them at a fast pace. You know, if you develop this, this, or this, call the office. Again, don't be afraid to reach out to your doctor when you start these medications. If you experience something abnormal, reach out. By all means, let your doctor know. There's, you have to look at everything, and just a slight reaction doesn't mean it's a negative. It just means your body's having a slight reaction, and it then it could be the opposite of that. It could be a severe reaction where you definitely want to let your doctor know. So you know your body, you know what are some quote unquote normal ways that you react to certain things and don't react to others. Keep an eye out for how you react, try your medications because it's really gonna be the only way that you build that treatment plan that is gonna be right for you. And it's gonna take some trial and error. Don't hang your um, hopes on one medication. If your doctor says you're gonna try Humira, great. I'm gonna try Humira and if it doesn't work, On to the next one. If that doesn't work, I'm on to the next one. If that one doesn't work, I'm on to the next one. Yeah, it sucks. There's no way around it, but it's going to take possibly multiple tries of different medications. That's why I just always cringe when I see somebody getting so excited to pinning all their hopes on a certain medication because they're unfortunately setting themselves up for a lot of heartache if it doesn't work. Get that treatment plan going. Get it started because it might take you some time to actually get the right one set for you. And again, you'll go through the biologics, the NSAIDs, all the different medication options that are available. Also talk about diet. Realistically, look at what you're eating. You're eating a lot of processed junk. Try to eliminate as much as possible. The stuff that you know just isn't good for you, even if you weren't dealing with axial spondyarthritis. The more you can get that out of your system and out of your diet, hopefully, knock on wood, the better you will be for it through all parts of your life, not just for the AS and then look to your insurance company. Uh, Again, this is going to be dependent upon where you're located, but look to your insurance company as well as the drug manufacturers. They can offer certain types of financial assistance for helping to alleviate the cost of some of the medications. That can be very, very expensive. That's a good thing that your doctor should be able to set you up with any of those programs. If they don't, then reach out to others that have axial spondyloarthritis and they can try and direct you towards some of the financial resource options that may be available. Again, this is gonna be dependent on where you live. Also, keep that communication open with your doctors. Let them know how you feel. Keep a pain journal. Keep a journal that talks about feelings, emotional, physical. Track everything that you can. doesn't have to be these long, detailed notes. Just felt this way when I woke up. Did this to alleviate some pain. Did this exercise for 20 minutes, 10 minutes, 5 minutes. Just kind of keep it listed so that you yourself can better see how everything is progressing and how you're feeling and whether you feel better after introducing something to your daily routines or whether after a few weeks of trying Something you feel much, much worse. Again, talk to your doctor. Make sure you're addressing with them things like your blood levels, fatigue, anything that you might need to look at for supplements, any type of hormone replacement therapies that might help you. Just again, all of these are ideas. They're not medical advice. They're ideas for you to start to have that conversation with your doctor. Write down everything. Don't go into your appointments if you are nervous with your doctor. Don't go to appointments without written down notes. Because if you go in there without anything, chances are you're going to forget something and you're going to be driving away and go, oh, I wanted to ask that or, oh, I wanted to ask this. Write it down. I don't think that you'll have a problem with your rheumatologist if you go in there with a list of questions based upon what you've been experiencing since the last time you talked with them. Again, keep track of any side effects from medications. Talk with your rheumatologist anytime you have any potential side effects to let them know what you're experiencing Also discuss options for pain management with them. There could be specific pain management doctors that you get sent to to deal with specific types of medications like opiates and and things like that that can be possibly brought in to help alleviate some of the pain. Adopt healthy lifestyle changes. That's what I was talking about with the exercise, with the food, with the diet changes. All of that can help, you know, along with the medicine. To really give you that quality of life that you need look at any type of inflammatory foods that you like as well your doctor can provide you with lists there's lots of them out there on the internet as well that all can talk to you about the basics of inflammatory foods and then you have to decide as you eat these whether they do or do not or create i should say any issue for you and then, like I said, we'll have some information at the end of this episode about staying physically active. It doesn't mean you have to become a power lifter at a gym. It just means get up and walk, move, figure out what's good for you. Look for the walk your AS off, which is a group of people with AS and their partners, family, whichever, that we just track steps. I have a link in the show notes. We just track steps. You enter them into the website. It doesn't cost you anything but a little bit of your time. And it's just a neat way to stay active and involved with others with AS find ways to reduce stress that can be exercise can be meditation can be walking whatever it is that allows you to kind of clear your mind reset do what you need to do to you know get yourself back to a spot that's good both physically and emotionally healthy for you and then lastly head out to some of the forums on Facebook read what others are writing about ask questions get involved through the different, whether it be Spondylitis Association of America or depending on what country you're in, your local Spondylitis Association, and check those out, stay involved, meet others with this condition. It can be isolating at times, and you can come out with a new diagnosis and say, I've never met nor do I know anybody else with this. And you'd be surprised that you will most likely find one or two others in your area through a community get together that have the same condition that you all thought you were the only ones dealing with it. now you have maybe a local support group or come online and work. There's lots of great forums in whether it be Facebook or wherever you decide to go that have wonderful communities that are designed to help you succeed while you deal with axial spondyloarthritis. So with that, again, I told you I would talk about a video from Alex. And, and this is kind of where I was wanting to look it's one of the key things that we all talk about with axial arthritis is dealing with the fatigue, the crushing fatigue, you're tired, you're maybe sore, you have no energy to do anything. And Alex did a great video on dealing with the ankylosing spondylitis fatigue. It's a fairly short video, I think it's three minutes or so. I've put a link to it in the show notes. and encourage you, listen to it. Go out and explore his other videos on his channel. If you have questions, reach out to him. Alex has AS as well. There's also a link to the website yoga for as Jeff and Jamie, who run that, they both have AS as well. If yoga's more along the lines of what you think is gonna be beneficial for you, reach out to them. There's all sorts of ways to get active, stay active, and be working towards you being fit or as fit as you can be as you deal with axial arthritis. So with that, I want to thank you all for listening. It's been great. And I look forward to talking to you again next week. Take care.